I am lucky enough this evening here in Paris to be chatting with Cindy, who is the founder of Chill House. And we're lucky enough now to have also a Chill House here in Paris. So what made you decide to open Chill House? What, where did it all begin? So yeah, how did it all happen? I think it, it was kind of just this like culmination manifestation that, um, got me to this place where, I mean, so I grew up, um, in New York and Queens. My mom is, um, an esthetician and she, um, had like, you know, spas, basically. I grew up watching her operate these like small sort of medi spas. So I think in the back of my mind, my subconscious, I was always kind of, um, you know, perceiving the industry and kind of deciding, what I did and maybe did not like about it. And I think many, many, many years later, and obviously I can go into specifics around my career, but um, it all sort of just kind of hit me um, one day when I realized that um, there weren't, there wasn't like a good in between um, massage option. It was either very like um, luxury, unaffordable, or on the other spectrum, it was like felt unethically cheap you know and like the case especially in New York it's like you either get something totally unethically cheap that's totally the right way of putting it and like you know in New York where everything is is really expensive you can go to like you know kind of a foot rub place and get a massage for 60 bucks or it's like 400 there's literally no middle ground Absolutely. So that's kind of what um, I was obviously seeing for so many years of my life. I was always kind of um, turned off by the spa industry in general because, you know, it was it was that it was those two extremes. And I felt like I didn't fit in either bracket as a consumer. So that kind of just opened up the conversation and dialogue between my husband and I of just what was missing, what else was missing in the spa world. And we um, sort of put our heads together and came up with this space that felt like my dream, my dream space. Like what would be my third home? My third home would be a place that I practice self-care that I can frequent, that I don't have to feel guilty going to because it's not going to break the bank. So we came up with this sort of um, cafe spa hybrid and it really originated with massage and the cafe and then nails as sort of this additional service that to me is an essential part of at least being a woman, um, always having my nails groomed. That was kind of like my ultimate weekly self-care, right. Or bi-weekly where I, I had, I always go and groom my nails. It was like that maintenance thing that to me felt luxurious, felt like I was taking care of myself and I was doing good to myself. So that's sort of how it all happened. And of course now, we have evolved from just those three services. We have facial, we have infrared heat, um, and we've actually graduated into a, a much bigger space in the Soho area. So a lot has happened in the past five and a half, almost six years. Um, you know, we opened up a store in store in Galleries Lafayette. And yeah, our goal is really to like just be um, when you think of self-care, I think of chill house, like what can we provide you? We want to be there for you in all the ways we want to be for you at home. We want to be for you on the road. We want to be for you at your, in your favorite cities. Um, and really thinking about how to, you know, outside of just our actual stores, how to recreate 
self-care treatments for your home. So what do those look like? Um, we launched press-ons during the pandemic. And of course, those are basically like manicures, like nail art manicures in a box. And moving forward, what can we do with body, with more nail and more even skincare or even internal wellness one day? Like, how do we, how are we there for you um, in ways, you know, when you can't come to us, we can come to you. So that's really like how we've evolved the brand and we see ourselves as being there for our community in, in multiple ways. I mean, not even, I think it's, it's definitely what has come across as the goal in that, I mean, I have seen the press-ons here in Paris. I've seen them around the US and I actually still have not yet to try them because I am lucky enough that now I love to go and get my nails done at the wellness space. I'm totally hooked. I have tried almost everyone and your massages are next level. They are so good. And that's coming from somebody that is very picky. Well, same here. I think, you know, very much like what you're saying, I have a very high caliber. Um, my taste level, I'd say is very high caliber. My experience level level is very high caliber. I mean, being a New Yorker, you're exposed to just about everything under the sun. So of course, like everything that we program has to be, you know, has good, if not way better than some of those luxury spas. And we really try to think about how to be different too. So like our music is, you know, instrumental hip hop. It's not like, um, you know, wind chimes and white noise. It's, it's definitely a little bit funkier and, and, and speaks to maybe like a different generation, I'd say. Um, and the massage service, um, the program in general was designed to be very, um, straightforward so not like not confusing to the you know regular consumer that maybe doesn't get a massage every other you know week it definitely want to keep it very straightforward but also incorporating some techniques that feel unique and special to us so if you you know go back and try different um, massages you may see like some shifts in like movement and shifts in like repetition and all that, that. and for sure. so and yeah and we um obviously the being that this is the first um, location outside of New York. It's been really interesting to see how people sort of adapt our, our program into their own sort of practice. So love to hear it. I mean, so far, like massage, everyone's obsessed with their massage therapist there. I think the only reason maybe that I haven't been to Chill House in New York is because, first of all, I haven't discovered the one that's bigger and I can't wait to see what it's all about. But the one on the Lower East Side was always totally booked. Um, I feel like it was kind of an instant success. How did it all kind of roll out? And what was your background prior to deciding to create Chill House? My background was a little untraditional. So I grew up, um, like when I first moved to New York, I immediately, or the city, I should say, because I'm from Queens originally. But when I moved to the city, I immediately fell into hospitality while also going to school for fashion marketing. Um, so I've always had sort of two loves in my life. Um, one being like beauty, fashion, the other being straight up hospitality, restaurants, bars, um, that whole scene. And um, fast forward many, many years later, I mean, I've, I, I'd say one of my biggest um, career highlights was when I worked for a company that was a fashion tech consultancy. So that one, um, that job really gave me the tools, I'd say, to learn about entrepreneurship just based on what my position was there. Um, I sort of took those 
learnings and applied it into my first business, maybe like two years following that job. So, um, it's been obviously like, it's been a long journey, so I don't want to bore you with all the specifics, but you know, so I had a very untraditional sort of background, you know, I worked for a very small company after sort of, you know, working in hospitality for many, many years, not really knowing what direction to sort of go in. Um, luckily I landed this job and it really gave me everything I needed to, to succeed. I'd say what well, mostly everything, <laughs> obviously didn't learn every single thing I know now. Um, but you know, that was super helpful. And then, um, I luckily, you know, do have a partner and husband who is an entrepreneur. So I was able to lean on him quite a bit and we were partners in a couple of different concepts and, and businesses prior to chill house. Um, so I knew that immediately if I were to do something that's a little bit more, I don't want to say serious cause it doesn't, you know, kind of like takes away from everything I've done in the past, but you know, chill house is a significantly more complicated business to start than what I've done in the past. So I guess it is more serious in that capacity, but I knew I had a partner to, to help me and, and support me and aid me in the right direction when it came to, you know, stores, physical spaces and all that. Cause it's just a different ball game, right. Than having like a digital business or an agency of sorts. I luckily did have um, a partner in that sense. And he also was simultaneously opening up bars. So I was kind of, you know, first lady of the bars. I was sort of back in the hospitality scene, understanding like how it all sort of works, learning the ropes, um, learning how, how build outs work and all that. So I kind of got a little bit of a crash course. I'd say thanks to being exposed to that, um, those businesses and, and, and being a partner in those businesses. And then when it was time for me to be like, I, I want to do this. Like, I want something that's like, I'm the face of that, you know, speaks to my background, speaks to the needs of, of myself as a woman, as someone that like clearly really needed a space like this. It was like, it was go time. I, you know, put together a business plan and we just kind of went for it. And, and um, yeah, it took about a little over a year for it to all come together, which is pretty fast. Like Adam and I, when we were, when we're committed to something, we kind of just go for it and it's guns blazing. <laughs> um, so it actually, yeah, it came together quite quickly, I'd say. I actually love um, that you are a couple that work together because I actually work with my partner as well. And um, I know that there's always kind of this fascination for people like, oh my God, you work with your partner. Um, how does that go? Um, I find that me, me and Ronan, my partner, we are super complimentary and that he's super like detail oriented and I'm super like entrepreneur, like onto the next, like, let's keep going. Did you always have plans to work together or was it through chill house that you guys kind of said, like, let's put our, I'd say so. I think we've had, um, our little, you know, trial and errors when it comes to learning how to be partners and kind of, um, be supportive for each other in a, in a business capacity, but we've gotten to a really good place where we know how to work together. We know what our strengths are and weaknesses and, um, and, and being transparent when we're not feeling supported and et cetera, et cetera. So we're in a better place now. I, I do feel like, uh, you know, chill house is at a pivotal point where maybe one day, like having Adam as my only my sole partner isn't like, uh, feasible, you know, we may need to bring on someone else. And I think that's just part of growth. Right. 
However, I really love always kind of being a part in some capacity of the bars. So it, it just keeps it kind of interesting. So I, I always... I think, yes, no matter what happens, we'll always be partners in some capacity, whether that just means like I'm sort of, you know, a small partner in what he does and he continues to be a small partner in what I do. Like we'll always be collaborative and we'll always have like each other's best interests at heart. A very organic uh, collaboration. And what better way than to collaborate with your partner? Growing up with an esthetician as a mother, was your mom specialized in anything in particular? Was it something that you were interested in as a kid? Or was it something that you came into more as an adult, realizing you kind of wanted to take care of yourself more? I know, for example, myself, like I um, was never really very interested in like anything self-care wise, even though I always love getting massages. Whereas now I'm like a wellness freak. Um, so I always find it interesting, like our different pathways to finding, especially when you grew up with that as, you know, a part of your daily life, if it was your mom. Totally. So what my mom does is very different than what I think I preach and, and what we do at Chill House and, and for her and Latinas in general, I'm, my mom's Colombian. Um, I think, and especially from her generation, I think, you know, the word self-care was not even an expression, you know, it was all about beauty, making sure that, you know, you weren't aging, making sure that, you know, you weren't acneic, like it was for, for her, it was a very clinical business and very, um, uh, results driven, which of course is like, should be the case with any beauty service, of course, but with what I wanted to bring into the picture was experience and having, um, like a very well-rounded destination that made people feel inspired and not only inspired to take care of themselves. Right. And inspired to, um, you know, continue this wellness path. And that's just not something I saw with my mom, with anyone really. Um, and we really sought out to change that. So, you know, I think I really needed it for myself too, because I personally, I think grew up like thinking, you know, beauty is just, taking like looking good. It's not really about feeling good. Like I didn't associate mm. it. Right. I was, it was just like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get my hair done. I gotta get my nails done. Like I just, you know, I need to do it because I, I, I just need to stay looking good, but I didn't really make the association that those services actually in hindsight made me feel good because I felt cuter. I felt more put together. So it, it's not that we're necessarily reinventing the wheel when it comes to what, we're doing, it's really just the messaging in which I think has really resonated with our community is that, you know, self-care is not necessarily about the results. It's about the journey and it's about making sure that you're putting it at the forefront so that you can show up for others and you're, you know, thinking about yourself first so that you could be present for the rest of whoever needs you. Um, so it is like that whole, you know, filling your cup uh, sort of mentality that didn't really exist when I was growing up that now, you know, brands like Chill House really preach. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's kind of how it all sort of came together. And it just, I think for me, my, my self-care journey, um, luckily I've been able to sort of figure out what works for me. And it's not always perfect. You know, I, I have a baby, I have a two-year-old that has like been keeping me up almost every night. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so uh, some COVID baby. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Full on COVID baby. Um, 
you know, there are going to be months and weeks that you aren't super on top of your, your wellness journey, but it's okay. You can always pick it back up. So identifying uh, the things that work for you, like just exploring, you know, what, what, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel like you showed up for yourself? Is it taking your vitamins every day or is it like working out every day? And how do you fit in more things into your routine in a way where it doesn't, you know, feel like a burden or something that is not enjoyable? Like we really want to, um, you know, kind of going back to the products that we're creating, those experience, those products, we, we don't even want to call them products. We're calling them treatments, self-care treatments. They're really there to, um, highlight your day and, you know, make you excited to, to, to do something for yourself in that moment, whether it's in the bath or, you know, around your vanity. I will say, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if this is feedback that you've had from other clients as well, but, but like, I'm so excited to go like, kind of, it's weird. It's like to even say comfort zone with a manicure, but um, to go out of my comfort zone and like do nail art and stuff like that at chill house, but it feels like so fun and so like natural and, um, I feel like it's so cool to also have this vibe here in Paris and it must've been so excited for you guys as well, um, to expand overseas, developing internationally. That's pretty wild, especially for in something so New Yorker. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, it was definitely a big project and definitely super challenging at times. I think, um, it was just you know, sometimes you just have to go with it and like trust that a crazy decision is going to work out. And that's kind of what we're doing here. And I, I like to say also that I, I do love a challenge. And I think sometimes when I take an opportunity, um, it's because I want to challenge myself a little bit. And that's definitely what's happened with, with this project. But at the same time, um, you know, Paris is, obviously like a dream city for any, for anyone, like, you know, we're all obsessed with it. It's the culture capital of the world. It really is like, you know, if it's similar to New York, if you can kind of make it there, especially in beauty, you can kind of make it anywhere. Right. So I bring what you said, that makes me so happy. Like the idea that we are a nail art focused salon spa that is now entering this very simple, clean, beauty sort of, uh, city, you know, like the chic Parisian woman notoriously has bare nails or just a red or a mademoiselle, you know, they don't really do too much. And I, I'm like looking at this, like a challenge to introduce and shift the, the narrative a little bit. Like I identify with the same style that a lot of Parisians, um, have, but I also love, my nail art and like every design that we create. So how do I, you know, shift, shift that, that style, like shift the style just slightly, right. Introduce people to something that is equally as cool as like what they're doing currently to their nails and give them like something, something fresh and exciting. So that was also sort of like, we, we fully know that like press-ons are not really a thing there and nail art is not really a thing there and we're just you know slowly gonna start I think changing the narrative I'd say I believe you are I mean I was actually to be perfectly honest inspired to do nail art for the first time when I saw it on one of my very Parisian friends who had um oh I know you guys have a name for it but it's like the one dot on each nail and I was like that one I think I should try and then the next, 
they're kind of getting to know me there. So then I was like, you know what, guys, I have very little time. I trust you guys, whatever you can do, or we can just do nail art next. And they're like, no, no, no. And it never takes that long. It never takes that long. Just, well, it depends. Just, you know, what are you, what are you up for? And so they did, um, you know, this like swirly one. And I, I mean, I'm totally into it. Um, and, uh, no, you guys are totally, totally changing the narrative. Um, and I love it. It's, it's super cool. Slowly, but surely we'll get there. (laughs) What are next steps for chill house? I mean, so maybe tell us a little bit about the new space, um, for those of us who don't know about it or what's different about the first space and maybe is there a difference between all the three spaces? Um, so the first space that we opened a while back, um, was very small and we definitely were like outgrowing it and couldn't do everything we sort of wanted to in that space. So that's why we do have the larger footprint in Soho. And I think the goal with us is, um, when we do, when we do brick and mortar, we want to do it right. And, you know, I think partnering with galleries Lafayette, it, it, we, we were going to do it right because we had them to, you know, sort of help carry it through, um, so that was appealing to me, you know, um, I'd say our long-term goals is definitely to have a few more, I'd say, um, brick and mortars, you know, obviously like things could change. It could be more, it could be less depending on, you know, funding, depending on just current needs of the business. You know, we kind of like, like to have a five-year plan, but we're very much of the mindset that opportunity dictates a lot. So it, it really depends. Um, on what happens, anything can happen kind of thing. Um, but yeah, my goal is to have sort of these flagship experiences in cities that I personally love and enjoy visiting. And I know our customer is currently. Um, and then, you know, if we can't make it to your city, we really want to have um, a whole suite of products that, like I said, really kind of recreate that spa-like experience and brings it into your home. So you always feel like there's chill house for you. You may not have access to, you know, go to Soho because you live in Michigan or wherever, but you can feel a piece of our, our brand, our mission, everything within one contained package. Um, so we're really trying to focus on what are those experiences? How do we make them the best that we've ever seen? How do we make them very different and fresh? Cause I know, you know, the beauty industry is extremely saturated and we aren't really about continuing to saturate the market versus like being all about how to, how to share that story in a meaningful way. So that's, that's kind of in the next year, we will be really heads down on um, kind of completing that side of the business. Cause this year was all about obviously opening up the Paris location and um, sort of completing our press ons assortment. We sort of did this thing where we separate them by categories. Um, so the d- design you're talking about, we have a similar design on press-ons, and that's for that's like under the simples category, which is like very straightforward. We understand that like sometimes our customer doesn't want to have an extreme design. It's this is that category is there for that individual. Um, we also have our signatures, which is uh, like essentially like our main lookbook. Those designs, and you know, we kind of keep up with um, the demands of that design itself. And then of course, like uh, seasonal designs. So we really wanted to kind of fully flesh out our press-ons assortment this year. And then next year it's all about introducing new categories. And so we have so much, 
in the pipeline. It's it's crazy. And how to like how to continue trying to expand globally, right? Like right now we still don't sell our products internationally. So that's definitely high priority. Um, how do we somehow figure out distribution <laughs> um, in the EU outside of our, our existing store so that we can properly, um, you know, show up there. And to finish, Cindy, as a mother, partner, entrepreneur, businesswoman, uh, what does a day in your life look like? And how do you, you know, stay in that chill house vibe with a million worldwide now business things going on? I mean, it hasn't been easy. Every day is a new fun surprise. And by fun, I mean stressful. Uh, so don't let my calm demeanor fool you. I think I, you know, I like anyone else that's in a, in this situation, we, I go through a lot and I definitely do have to, um, practice what I preach at times just because of the nature of the industry could be really stressful. So I don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, killing myself when my business is supposed to do the complete opposite for everyone else. Right. That's definitely something that I I'm constantly trying to work on. Like, how do I make sure that I offset whatever stress with however I feel will help. Um, but what does my regular day-to-day -day look like? Um, I wake up and immediately, you know, get my baby up and spend quality time with him. I think that's really important to me as someone that, you know, basically from the second she opens her eyes, I have a million things in my inbox. So the moment she goes to sleep, you know, at this point in my, in our career and in, in, in chill house, we have, um, people we talk to in different time zones, um, all over the world. So my inbox, you know, I may have something urgent at midnight and I may have something urgent at 6am. Um, so it's really, it's hard to be like, I, I'm putting blinders on <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm dealing with things one, one thing at a time. So for me, it's really just about waking up. Maybe if I do have like five minutes before Hendrix is up, I, I tackle a few things in my inbox and then immediately shift gears to kind of be more present with my son and cook breakfast and like be like a normal or I wouldn't say normal. That's the wrong way to say it, but a more traditional mom <laughs> that like for her child, you know, um, I say I understand, but I'm, at the same time, I'm, I'm not a mom yet. So I will maybe understand you'll one understand, day soon. You'll understand because, you know, life gets busy and it's very easy to just let your, you know, whoever helps you kind of take care of everything. But I also think it's really important to, to show that you have motherly tendencies and like you can, you can, you know, cook for your child, you take care of them, you do all the things, but you know, you also have help. So we're, we're pretty thoughtful about that, even though we do obviously have um, full-time support or not full-time, not like overnight or anything like that, but like normal full-time. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd say on a traditional day, I head to the office where they're like three days a week. Um, I have just like a ton of touch bases with my team. Um, oh, sorry. I forgot to say, I do try to get a little workout in. I have a personal trainer that I work out with uh, two, three times a week, which, um, for me, it's that accountability factor. I just like need to, I need to pay for it. Or I just, I wouldn't make the time. It's like, you know, uh, it's terrible. It's like such an, uh, it feels like an unnecessary expense, but for me, that is my self-care currently because 
really coming out of my pregnancy, um, getting my body back, not even physically, not even like from a, an appearance standpoint, but like actually get my body feeling like youthful again, you know, that that's been, that's like something I've been working towards. So when it comes to self-care, like that is my main self self-care activity right now. It's just like getting back into like a good, healthy workout, physical fitness routine. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, a lot of meetings, a lot of, you know, brainstorms with the teams or touch bases across different, um, departments. And at night, I mean, I, I love to go out to an early dinner. Luckily my babysitter is here till seven. So sometimes my husband and I sneak in like a little drink and like appetizer before we head home to relieve her. And then, yeah, we, we have like, we try our best to have like a normal social life, not let like, you know, the baby game sort of dominate our, um, our lifestyle. And so, yeah, we plan date nights, we see friends, we, we try to participate in fun event activities, things like that. And of course we have the bars too. So we'll, we'll visit those as well. The first time I actually did nail art at um, chill house, I came home to my partner of five years who proposed to me uh, at home and I was so surprised. Um, and I had the perfect nails for the occasion. The next time I go and I tell everyone the story and I find out that Jesse is also named Jesse. And we know tons of the same people. We have like a super similar story. So I feel super touched by Chill House. And I really feel like, I don't know, I have something with you guys. I and I and I started and what I meant to say at the beginning of this is that I remember when I started my podcast really 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 wanting to interview you because I just thought what you had created was so amazing and I still do and that was three years ago this is now the third edition of my podcast and I'm so happy to have you on and um you know I, I think it's so important to like sometimes like look back and think about where we've come from and um and I'm so proud that, you know, on this Friday night here in Paris, I'm interviewing you and that we're so many more degrees of separation closer. I mean, absolutely. So kismet. I had no idea you're from Jersey. My husband's from Jersey. I, I love it. I'm, I feel like through Kiana, obviously you and like a few other people that I know that are New Yorkers that live in Paris now, I feel like I'm definitely finding my tribe there, even though I'm not there, I do feel like I'm an extension of like the, the expat community. <laughs> Please come and hang out. I mean, I, 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 this has been such a pleasure to chat with you and have your story. And um, next time I'm in New York, I'm totally coming to chill house. So and a massage is happening and I'm not just making it a flash. I'm totally treating myself. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear. Um, lovely to hear all of this and yeah it's how funny i i'm just always blown away by people that end up in paris that are americans like you guys are living the dream i truly wish i could do the same <laughs> hey anything is possible and um you know new york is pretty awesome too i'm always so like feel lucky to come home there but paris is pretty cool i'm not gonna oh well i'm glad you're living it up and congrats on your engagement and thank you so much Thank you. It was so nice ch ch chatting with you. And uh, let me know how it keeps going over there, there in uh, Paris. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat today and uh, keep in touch. Yes, we'll do. Thanks, Jesse.